Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. watch flash gordon i most certainly did yes you did i'm not sure what that movie was supposed to be (laughs) it's one of those movies that's so bad it's good oh because it's absolutely insane nothing makes any sense (laughs) (laughs) the second i saw max foncito i started laughing (laughs) you were (sighs) cracking up big time because he looks insane he has these like crazy eyebrows and this like beard that comes down to two points it's just it's outrageous yeah well he had to look like the comic strip character of ming the merciless okay also is ming the merciless supposed to be asian no he's an alien don't be racist oh okay (laughs) it's not a racist movie okay because they did something with his eye makeup that made me think that maybe they were trying to make him look asian what 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 kind of Asian name is Ming? <laughs> mm, okay. You're acting like this was maybe made during an era where <laughs> Asians were looked at as the enemy to the United States. I Are you finding an underlying like wave of racism <laughs> in just, Flash Gordon? Just The blonde-haired, blue-eyed savior? What? Also... Almost the entire movie, he has a t-shirt on that says Flash on the front. Like, that's that's his name, is yeah. Flash. Apparently, in lore, a female fan gave it to him, and he always wears it hoping to find her again or something. I don't... I, it, that was news to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I started laughing when I realized that... Oh, no, like, he, that's just his T-shirt that he wears around town, like, when he's out and about. <laughs> yeah. He just wears a shirt with his own name plastered on the front. And when he took it off, I was like, how's he going to know his first name? <laughs> well, he's a big Roddy Piper fan, because oh, Roddy Piper God. wore a T-shirt with the same font that said Hot Rod. That's true. Roddy Piper, R.I.P. R.I.P. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. There is a Criterion Collection Blu-ray for Flash Gordon. Yay! <laughs> Don't want to buy it. <laughs> um. So Dale, the lady, mm-hmm. is played by um, Melody Anderson. Uh huh. They fall in love. Does this all take place over the span of a day? Like, I'm very confused on the timeline. Is it like a day or two? Because they meet on the airplane, and then the plane crashes because the pilots disappear. 
Yeah, they get sucked out of the cockpit. By okay. The out of holes that are not big enough for people to fly through, but whatever. And also, they're sitting in the front of the plane, and it's just kind of windy. <laughs> it's just a little bit breezy. It's <laughs> it's not like thousands of miles per hour wind is hitting them in the face. I believe planes <laughs> fly hundreds of miles per hour, not thousands. I don't so, know. Why don't you get off my back? All right. Okay. So the first time they meet is on the plane, then they crash, and then some evil scientist, well, some scientist lures them onto a rocket ship that blasts them up into, now I'm very confused, it's a cloud city? He launches them into space, not really having a plan. So he just enters like a gas cloud, and then there's a city in there. Yeah. Like a whole other world. Yeah, it's like Mungo. (laughs) It's where it makes no sense i do want to back up for a second so dr zarkov's uh played by Chaim topol topol was only like 44 years old (laughs) when he did this really yeah which is funny because he was only like 34 when he did fiddler on the roof but Mm -hmm. they aged him up to look a lot older which i think is really neat when you think about like how well they aged people up in the 70s mm-hmm. because also at the same time is when they aged up Max von Sydow for the exorcist when he was oh, only yeah. like 45 45 or yeah like that. he was yeah. pretty young still yeah so great work on both of those guys in yes movies that are different than the movie we're talking about yes uh but his assistant munson is mm-hmm. played by william hootkins who played porkins the overweight rebel pilot red six that's right yeah yeah and he's also in raiders of the lost ark he's one of the guys who is uh getting indiana jones to go onto the mission mm-hmm. and stuff like that and yeah Oh, he's also in like Bat, the original Batman, the Michael Keaton, Ooh, Jack Nicholson Batman, nice. playing kind of like a a low life. I think he was a reporter or something like that. Uh-huh. And oh, uh, like a tabloid reporter. Yeah, yeah. it's really said died at fifty seven. But I really? was like, damn, I didn't realize William Hookins was in all of these big genre big films. That's cool. Well, I'm sorry that he died so young. Yeah, That's really sad. I think it's also pretty insulting that the Porkins action figure, Uh because you can only see him, you know, from the shoulders up, because he's in an X-Wing. Yeah. Uh, But they made, like, he wasn't even that big of a guy. No, he's just kind of like, he's just thick. Yeah. He's a thick Um, guy. They (laughs) Kind of stacky. Yeah, they- uh, Do they make it super fat? See, of, like, like, hey, this would be fun. Try to squeeze your Porkins finger, figure into your x plane. Oh, my God. Is he, like, bursting out of his, like... Yeah, pretty much. Oh, no. Yeah. That's so sad. I know. Oh. Poor Bill. Poor Bill. R.I.P. R.I.P. All right. This, there's so much that happens in this movie that just doesn't make sense. So, immediately, Dale and Flash are in love. Uh-huh. And they're going to have kids and, like, get married. Well, it's Immediately. Sort of- well, it's sort of like the throwaway line near the beginning mm-hmm. of perhaps the greatest action movie ever made <laughs> to explain why Keanu Reeves isn't in it. Sandra Bullock explains in Speed 2 Cruise Control mm-hmm. that sometimes when you're in stressful, precarious situations like that, mm-hmm. the adrenaline makes you 
think you fall in love. Oh, I yeah. see. That's how they explain Keanu Reeves not being in Speed in 2. In Speed 2, Cruise Control, the greatest action movie ever made. Jesus Christ. Ming decides he's going to be married to Dale, and Ming's daughter, what's her name again? Aura? Princess Aura, yeah. Princess Aura is like, I'm going to bang that dude. She's just like, basically just sits on his lap the entire first half of the movie and just like kisses all over his face and neck. She makes out with like so many dudes. She makes out with everybody. Well, she's Italian. <laughs> She she's just a very like sexy princess who well, she has a lot of amore. She does. And she has a lot of like just like dudes on the side that she just bangs here and there. I guess that's I mean, whatever. More power to her. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to bang Flash and Flash is like, that sounds cool. But wait, I can't. I'm in love with Dale. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you haven't even had a conversation about your relationship yet. Do what you want to do. But whatever. I digress. I I'm glad that that's where you are not able to suspend your disbelief. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't believe he didn't bang Princess Aura. That is stupid. <laughs> She's wicked hot. And then also there's a guy with a gold face. I'm so glad that we're mentioning him. Played by Peter Wingard. Uh-huh. Who was this like 60s sex symbol dude. Uh-huh. He was on... Uh, I'm. I'm blanking on the name of the show, but he basically played, well, he, he played a character, I, I think the character's name was Jason King or something like that, mm-hmm. where, tell me if this sounds familiar at all, he was sort of this swinging, yeah, baby, like, detective secret agent guy who wore, <laughs> like, really loud silk. Oh, my know, God. And velvet suits with big, loud... Apparently, based Austin off of, Powers oh my God. is based heavily on that character. And um, in real life, uh-huh. Peter Wingard got busted, uh, not once, but twice in <laughs> men's rooms. <gasps> and the first time, he's like, oh, you know, it was just a, a misunderstanding. Uh, it wasn't what uh, I... Oops. <laughs> oh, no. Imagine my surprise when... <laughs> I heard the moaning on the other side of the glory hole, and I mm. realized, oh, my God, I've been sucking a guy's dick this entire time. Wow. And then the second time, he's like, I don't know. I just had, like, a mental glitch. <laughs> so <laughs> like, he was he gay. Never, he never really officially came out, and he mm-hmm. was married and had a kid. Maybe he was bisexual. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, he's no longer with us. But Yes, he died Two years ago, at the age of ninety, yeah, yeah, but he apparently, Clytus, the uh, inspiration for Austin Powers. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm just gonna call him Goldface. Goldface hates Princess Aura because he's in love with Ming. Maybe I don't know. He's like all about Ming's balls. No, I thought he wanted to like hook up with Aura, but she was like throwing it to everyone except for him. I guess. It's hard to say. I don't know. All I know is that he was really excited about getting to torture her. Yeah. So Flash Gordon gets executed. I can't even remember why. Because he uh, played football in the throne room. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's right. He was running around trying to, like, beat up everyone in the room and couldn't do it until he was holding this, like, egg thing that looked like a football. And then all of a sudden he was, like, doing really good until someone hit him in the head with it. Yeah. On accident. And then he gets sentenced to death, apparently. 
And Princess Aura is like, oh, man, I don't want all that good dick to go to waste. And so she gets Baron to, like, realive him. Uh, going back to the throne room scene, too, um, I don't have my phone with me for all my trivia, so I'm going off the top of my head. All these different rulers of different moons are giving, you know, some sort of, you know, token of appreciation to Ming. And mm -hmm. there's one guy who's just like, hey, I don't have anything, but I give you my undying loyalty. Oh, yeah. And then Ming is like, fall on your sword. I could crush your head, <laughs> but I won't. Because I need you. Fall on your sword. Uh, <laughs> that was not a good Max. It was pretty good. But that guy is also in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He plays the captain of the ship that Marion and Indy are escaping on. Mm -hmm. And then the Nazi board and, you know, he covers... For uh, Indy not being there when they capture Marion, and mm -hmm. then Indy gets to ride on the sub. So, yeah. And then he was in something else that I can't remember what it was, but uh, I, I thought it was pretty cool. That's cool. Apparently, for some reason, his voice was overdubbed in Flash Gordon, but late in the process because the Queen album like queen did a soundtrack album for this mm -hmm. and they included like dialogue from the movie and they actually have his voice oh on the queen album. very cool i like all the actors who ended up being in it like a ton of i'm not a big james bond fan but like a oh, whole yeah. slew of people it was like who ended 13 up in, different actors right timothy dalton of course uh played james bond mm -hmm. uh the reason i wanted to watch this was because after we saw robin hood i really wanted you to see how awesome brian blessed was i knew it i knew you were gonna say that because he was great he's so he's like the lead hawk man yeah and Which, when he was a kid, he loved that character. That's so, much. so cool. Yeah. He's so good at that. Like, he's so crazy through the whole thing. He's absolutely amazing. Yeah. He is, for me, my favorite part of Flash Gordon. He was awesome. Also, I love when the. <laughs> When the Hawkman army is flying around and they're like in like different positions, like battle positions. And you can tell that it's like CG sort of, uh -huh. but they're not all lit the same way. Yeah, it's <laughs> so like they're composite. all weird colors. It's composited, but like for some reason, one of the layers of composite is like a total, totally washed out differently yeah. than other. Uh, when he was doing that battle scene his bazooka gun was apparently made out of cardboard and he couldn't resist going pew 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 <laughs> <laughs> and apparently sam jones who this was really his second movie uh -huh. maybe didn't know that you didn't have to do that because he started doing it too, oh no pew 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 that's so <laughs> funny yeah sam jones also had his voice largely overdubbed oh too. weird well you saw him in ted and yeah ted too like mm -hmm. he's kind of a yeah meathead. yeah but then again he's had years of like cocaine abuse and stuff like that oh but yeah i was gonna say maybe he didn't back then but he also notoriously got on so got in so many fights during the Ugh. filming of this where every time he showed up the director was just like oh my god please don't let anyone hit you in the face. Like, <gasps> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It yeah. says that he choreographed and did most of his own stunts. Which, 
I don't know if I buy that or if that's just like trivia because there's an interview with him. It says because he was so tall, like, please, you think there aren't your double is probably going to be the same height. as Yeah, like six, three is not gigantic. I mean, like, it's really tall, but it's not so gigantic that you wouldn't be able to find someone. Yeah, I just can't choreograph a a fight for someone over six feet tall. I just you're going to have to do it your own, Sam J. Jones. (laughs) That's so dumb. Yeah, I don't buy that. Okay. After Aura realizes Flash, she takes him to Baron's moon to, like, hide, and then goes back to her dad, and then they torture her, and then Dale has several costume changes. Each one sexier than the (laughs) last. Each one sexier than the last, and then she is being forced to marry Ming, so... That sounds cool. This is all leading up to Ming's wedding. Ming also finds out that Flash was realived, and he's pretty pissed about it. Yep. The Baron, Timothy Dalton's right-hand man, is played by Richard O'Brien, who played Riff Raff in Rocky Horror yes. Picture Show. And I think it's neat that there is, you know, Richard O'Brien also wrote all the uh, lyrics and I believe the music, too, for Rocky Horror. And there is the line in science fiction double feature and flash gordon was there in silver underwear and i think it's kind of cool that he sang about Mm. flash gordon and then later he gets to be in flash gordon that is pretty cool yeah oh that's funny yeah neat yeah apparently a lot of the people that worked on this were big fans of it the guy who wrote it and i think he might have directed it also hodges maybe uh, uh i think so but he is a like a pretty acclaimed writer he wrote three days of the condor which is you know just one of those you know 100 movies you should see before you die kind yeah. of movies and he wanted to approach it kind of seriously but dino de Laurentiis, who produced it who is a notoriously crazy person was like, no, make it silly. And he's like, <laughs> no, like it could end up being silly because of the earnestness of it. But Flash Gordon isn't a comedy. But oh, it's not. <laughs> no, it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> oh, my God. Like to let you know what the tone kind of supposed to be. Mm-hmm. George Lucas ended up making Star Wars because he couldn't purchase the rights to Flash Gordon. So he made Star Wars to be the closest thing to Flash Gordon as he could. And when Star Wars became the biggest thing ever, mm-hmm. that was when Dino De Laurentiis was just like, all right, well, I have the rights to Flash Gordon. So let's do this. <laughs> let's make the movie George Lucas couldn't. So this was supposed to be a serious like film. Yeah, it bombed huge. Uh, what? The principal, the principal cast, their contracts made them commit to multiple pictures, mm-hmm. which obviously they didn't make. Oh, they didn't? That's so sad. Which is funny because <laughs> Flesh Gordon even got a sequel. <laughs> and I didn't realize seven years prior to this movie, came. Flash Gordon came out in 81. Mm-hmm. In 1974, I believe, Flesh Gordon came out. And Flesh Gordon is basically 
a porno version of Flash Gordon. Yeah. I didn't realize how much the plot of both movies, beat for beat, is pretty much the same. Only Flash Gordon includes a lot of nudity. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. It, the plane at the beginning, it mm-hmm. shakes and then Dale's clothes fall off. Of course they do. And then she holds on to Flash, Flesh, and rips his pants off. And then mm-hmm. there's just Emperor Wang has a sex ray, which Emperor Ming kind of has a sex ray, too. Yeah. Because Dale have that weird... Oh, yeah, that weird, like, dance thing that she does where she's yeah. just like, ooh, and she then just they, touches you know, herself all over. They go see Baron in the wood in on endor yes <laughs> basically yeah uh yeah it's, it's pretty much beat for beat except for flesh gordon also has a, a cyclops that was voiced by craig t nelson from poltergeist fantastic and a lot of the uh a lot of people who later went on to do star wars and stuff like that did the special effects for flesh gordon mm-hmm and while they were like USC students and stuff like that, like Rick Baker, I think, did the makeup for Flesh Gordon and masks and stuff like that. But apparently, I, I found this out today, they all wanted to get paid in cash because they weren't sure this was going to be on the up Oh, my God. And That's really funny. Flesh Gordon was supposed to be even more hardcore, but the production offices got raided and all the really hardcore fucksy got <gasps> confiscated. Really? So that's why Flesh Gordon by today's porno standards is kind of whatever. Kind of tame. Mm-hmm. You know, it would still be an NC-17 movie, but Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Basically, this entire movie felt like a fever dream. Yeah. Because um, it's like I said, basically a non-porn remake of Flesh Gordon mm-hmm. more than it is, and I think that's probably because of Dino De Laurentiis was probably like, don't use the comic strip, don't use the serial source material, use Flesh Gordon. That's amazing. Well, good job. I guess I'm making a little bit of Flesh Gordon and a little bit of Barbarella. Yeah, there was one point when I turned to you, I was like, is this Barbarella? (laughs) Oh, man. It was, um, yeah, it was pretty interesting. I think it's really funny anytime he's like, my name's Flash Gordon, quarterback for the New York Jets. I'm like, who introduces himself like, my name's Elson Bobbitt, accounting assistant for Stiegel Logistics. Like, who? The little bit that I know about Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Brady probably introduces himself like that. Oh, that's funny. He seems like a dumb dude. Tom Brady, the football player, not the, not the not the writer of the hot chick or or the comedian, the comedian formerly known as Tom Brady. This was like you looked at me after and you're like, "Did you like it?" And I was like, "I don't even know what I just saw. <laughs> like, I, know, I don't know right? what happened." <laughs> they wanted Kurt Russell to play flash gordon but kurt russell read the script and was like fuck no yeah no he's not wrong right and then he ended up making escape from new york instead which i'm excited the movies that i'm picking are kind of connected to something that we've watched previously so the next thing i make you watch will be escape from new york yay (laughs) so you can see the movie that kurt russell chose to make instead of flash gordon all right That'll be interesting. Yeah. Will I also feel like I'm having a fever dream? Because 
This movie made zero sense. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be like a fantasy, like sci-fi fantasy movie. Yeah. So I guess if that's what you're looking for um, and you want to laugh anytime Max Vonsito is on screen because he looks so insane. Yeah. But he loved doing this. Like he was such a fan of it that he shaved his head. To do yes, and, he did. Yeah. He shaved his head. He wore crazy makeup. He let them put those eyebrows on him. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever the hell was going on there. Oh, man. So, yeah, it was basically a vehicle so that Sam Jones could just run at people and just kind of get hit on by girls. I don't know. Like, it was, he was mostly just there to deliver lines very clunkily and run into people and then, like, sometimes make out with a girl. Yes. Yeah. So he did a good job of doing that. <laughs> Is it Melody Anderson? Mm-hmm. Okay. As Dale was insane. I swear every single scene she was in, she was like, oh, Flash. Oh, Flash. I love you, Flash. Yeah. She's retired from acting and is a um, a therapist of some sort. Mm-hmm. Lives in New York. and Good for her. Yeah. I saw video uh on youtube of her uh doing an interview for like the 40th anniversary of this or something like that mm-hmm. and she's aged very well yeah like yeah you know she god so she's probably born in she was born I mean, she in 55 a, so okay. she's 60 she's 66 six? yeah yeah Looks wonderful for 66. I would not have guessed 66 at all. All right. Good for her. I mean. Age better than Sam Jones. Wow. The woman who played Aura is, uh, you know, she was like a Italian, like sex star, you know, sexy starlet and stuff. And uh, she's been like a grandma since 1996 or something like that. Serious? It's just. Oh, my God. So funny to think of how. These older movies are just kind of a snapshot of a period of time and the lives that people had afterwards. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, that's part of the fun of watching these older movies for me. Yeah. Is finding out, well, whatever happened to all these people? Yeah. I am looking at Melody Anderson's, like, a current picture of her. She looks amazing. Yeah. Her skin is flawless. Oh, my God. She looks so amazing. Well, good for her. Yeah. And it says she's a Canadian social worker working on the impact of addiction on families. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, good for her. I guess she will do, like, comic cons and stuff like that as mm-hmm. long as they're in New York and stuff like that. And uh, That's so Yeah, cool. she was definitely one of those people who, you know, I saw this when I was, uh, what? It came, came out in 1980. 81. So I was nine years old and, you know, probably I'm sure I saw it on videotape when it came out on videotape. Mm-hmm. Too. So, uh, you know, it's definitely one of those. Uh, she got my little uh, preteen and teenage uh, tummy tingling. <laughs> oh yeah, she had some very like plunging necklines in a lot of her nightgown dresses. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She yeah, basically just sat in this movie is pretty, uh, you know. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty sexy. Yeah, a lot of the costume design. Uh, she mostly she spent a lot of the movie just sitting on a gold bed. Mm-hmm. 
having her makeup done. She's also, I think, in the Logan's Run TV series, too. Oh, nice. Which I'm sure I watched. So, um, you know, <laughs> Lycra. <laughs> Lycra. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I mean, I guess thank you for making me watch this. Thank you for accepting that it was a dumb, fun, good time. It was. I laughed the entire time. You did. My mom said that her favorite part of the movie was your reaction to the movie. <laughs> I think the hardest I laughed was when Max von Sydow <laughs> appeared on screen for the first time. I was like, what the I know. Hell? You were like, what the? <laughs> You're just giggling nonstop. It was so funny. He looked crazy. It's That's just not what I was expecting. Because no. I didn't, like, I obviously I didn't read the comics, so I don't know anything about the source material. I hadn't heard, really, I didn't know this movie. So I was like, whatever. And then I saw Max Moncito was in it, and I'm like, oh, great, I love him. And then he shows up on screen, and I'm like, what is this? I always <sighs> think of, like, the Dave Thomas interview now when he was talking about how they got him to do Strange Brew. Yes. And they pitched, uh, he and Rick Moranis pitched it to him. And then when they got done, he goes, so, it is a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine when they pitched this to him, uh, even though he was a fan of it already, he goes, so, it is a space fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I hope that's what he said. R.I.P. Max Vonsito. You yeah, sweet angel. He did, I know. He was, I think he was... In his 90s. What a a long career. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he he died at age 90, and he has been in so many phenomenal movies. I'm blanking on the one that he made where he basically plays, uh, where not basically, he is playing chess with death, mm-hmm. and that is a phenomenal movie, too. I am not Ingmar sure. It's Bergman movie. Um, mm. Seventh Seal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't gotten down that far. Yeah. Uh, it's... Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's... He's something else. He's done all of these amazing movies and... Spoke like five languages fluently. Yeah. His career is to be envied and the world is a lesser place without him. He was just such a dream. Yeah. I loved seeing him in anything I ever saw him in. I think out of all of the movies we've discussed, this is the one that I would most love to have lunch with the cast, just to be able to sit there with Brian Blessed and Max Von Sydow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just be like, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah. Just sit there and listen. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. This movie was nuts, but I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad you did, too. I'm glad that you had <laughs> the fun that was intended to have with it. Yeah, I wasn't mad about it at all. I was like, this is hilarious. All right. Well, next week is a You Made Us Watch. Yes. And uh, tying into our Max von Sydow talk, we will be watching a movie that has death as a character in it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, so tune in. by our friend, Brittany Bartello. Yes. And if you have a recommendation, every fifth episode, we watch a movie that someone recommends to us that we haven't seen before. Drop us a line somehow. Uh, you can either go to my website, uh, offthemic.com, and shoot me a, an email through there. Or uh, go to our Facebook group, mm-hmm. or 
leave us a review. Yeah. And let us know what movie you would like us to see. Yeah, we'd love uh, to hear what your suggestions are. I have a list on my phone. Yeah. So we do have a bunch, but it's one of those that when the mood hits some sort of genre. Yeah, sometimes it depends on like what kind of mood we're in. Other times it's like, well, which one is streaming? (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's like, well, we have to buy this to watch it. So maybe later. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate you very, very much. Mm -hmm. This is a lot of fun for us to do. I know I say that quite often, but getting to share with each other silly things that we (laughs) enjoyed that may or may not hold up uh, is a way that we're kind of learning a lot about each other. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I hope that you are either enjoying hearing about movies that you enjoyed or you're enjoying listening to my weird deep dive and trivia. Yeah. (laughs) I hope so. So until next week. Bye. Bye. With a man's courage, he knows nothing but a man he could never fail. No one but the pure of heart could find the fucking holy grail, a fucking flash. 